And I'm Karen Wright. It is 9.32 and you are listening to a Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio on a bit of a chilly day. You know, we're not going to get out of the 30s today for the high. In fact, 33 right now. Today's high, 35 and a 90% chance of precipitation. It says expect occasional snow to continue for the next several hours. And joining me now, probably a little sad because it's been snowing, is our friend Gardener, Master Gardener, Barbara Lamson. Barbara, I'm a little sad because of the snow, because it means the gardening yes, season is yes. pretty much ending. I, I'm more than a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just that, you know, we've had such a lovely fall, oh, yes. and it's hard to transition into this cold weather. As a matter of fact, you know, we're taking care of our da- daughter's little shih tzu, and normally in the morning when I get up, she goes out on the porch with me to get the paper. I open up the door, and she... <laughs> she went to go? <laughs> nope. She turned around and went back inside. I don't blame her. <laughs> and yesterday, I was, hey, guess what? My tulips finally came. And from I Holland. Was, you got yours all the way from Holland, yes, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I was just going to say, and I, I have this little coat for the dog, and I put it on her, and you know what? She thought it was still too cold to be out. You can tell she's hey, in Georgia. Do you have little boots on her, though? Maybe I don't that's, have... I, that's your... That's today you we go do. for boots. You know, I just love it when we can talk on the air about good deeds that people do. Oh, my goodness. It's, it is yes. so nice, and there's so many people that just do the right thing, and yesterday... Uh, hey by George, that would be George Dean. Is uh, it Dean or Den? Oh, Den, D E N N. Yeah, yeah, that's Den. right. Okay, George. Yeah. Den. Oh my gosh, you know, I talked about I talked this up a lot, and Good. I heard back that a lot of people actually went out. Uh, George didn't want to lose his crop of all his pumpkins and squash so. and gourds. And gourds. And you know, we had been out to a site every year. We go buy squash there, and they're just the best. Oh, and, yes. and it's an honor system where you just leave your money. And this year, he was giving away free copies of his book. And so I took one, and I've been reading it. And um, this this man is has such faith in his fellow human beings. He's such a, a religious person, and he and it's worth. It's just worth reading. It just fluffs up your. He has spirit. four of them. Actually, I took all four because I want to read them all. Oh, good for you! Karen. And I want to have him on the show because I thought, man, this guy's really interesting. Well, the fact is, he opened up his fields for people to come yes. and pick his crop because he didn't want it to go to waste. Right, exactly. And so my husband went out there and... Uh, so did mine. <laughs> and and he got two of these wonderful butternut squash and he got two of these wonderful acorn squash, which are just perfect for us. And uh, all we can say is thank you, George, for doing that for people. What a bonus. I was thinking about my mom with six children and we would have in our garden we'd raise those great big Hubbard squash and we'd just have probably a couple of those if my mom would have had an opportunity to go get free squash I'm sure every one of us would have been out in the field picking squash and hauling them home probably in a wagon or something now let me ask you this do you think they all froze overnight or do you think if people still got them they'd still be okay you know I would say that it wasn't the hardest frost. I would think that they'd be okay. I'd certainly go out there and check and see. Today, but I mean, pretty much then when it starts to get down to 26 tonight, that's when you're you're going to yeah, say like yeah, pretty yeah. much over. So I would say, you know, go out there. And my husband left a nice donation because, you know, somebody doing something like that. Yes. Um, so, you know, you, you can, it's free. And like you said, if you, like yeah, they said, if you, Faith is the woman who called me. She said, if you can't. You know, if you don't have the money, just take as many as you want. But yes. if you have something for a donation, then 
Go yes, ahead and leave exactly. something. Exactly. And if you can go out and get some for yourself and take some for your neighbors, you know, if you've got a shut-in. Um, I, I thought of two different people. Mrs. Jensen. Mrs. Jensen, yes. And uh, her son raises some squash, but they only get a couple. You know, you don't, these um, gardens in town aren't always big enough when you start growing cucumbers and squash and pumpkins. You don't have the space for things to vine. So when you have a big field, and we have such amazing soil here in southern Minnesota, we can grow such an abundance of things. David said when he was out there, um, there were a couple of ladies, and they were getting pumpkins, and she said, go right into the field, she said, if you want. She said, it's a bit rough out there, but go ahead. You can drive in the field. You can pick anything that you see out there as well. Well, Jeff found a giant pumpkin, because we had gotten a bunch of smaller pumpkins from his uh, sister and, and her husband, but the boy said, well, we, can't we get a big one? So Jeff found a giant white one, and one was so big he couldn't even lift it. So he just oh. said, I had to leave that. <laughs> but he got a big orange one, and so now the boys are really excited that they can do that. Right. But, you know, the other thing I hope people will, if somebody wants to pick some for the food shelf, because yes. I, I did send something to them, but, you know, it's the labor part, and that's why I know George didn't get it all in because he didn't have all the labor. That's what uh, Faith told me. Yes. And so maybe maybe there's a food shelf, maybe of St. Peter or wherever there is. If you can help out by doing that, I mean, go out there and what a, what a great thing to do. Exactly, exactly. Yes, do that. And thank you again, George, and thank you for caring yes. about your fellow um, people and good eating and healthy eating and uh, pass it on. I mean, if uh, pass on that wonderful thing that he did. Brothers, pay it ahead. So, okay, now my tulips arrived yesterday. Oh, and, Barbara, and you were busy. And I was busy, so that's In why. that cold wind yesterday. It was cold, <laughs> and I had my mittens on, and I had my stocking cap on, and I had... Now, here's, here's something that I learned. I had decided... Um, the day before, it was so beautiful to dig out all the dahlias that I'd put in. And you know, they made wonderful big holes. And I had them all prepared then and ready to put these tulips in when they came. And I think that this is a good way. Uh, these spring bulbs or summer bulbs that we put out and roots that we put out, uh, th- when you remove them, those are great places to put in your new spring bulbs. Oh, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. So so bear this in mind next year if you're going to put in uh, cannas or if you're going to put in uh, uh, dahlias or, or whatever, that when you take this out, you'll have a good spot. You'll have this nice hole. You'll have this prep, and you'll have improved the soil when you put the uh, summer bulb in, and then again when you put the spring bulb in, and and that'll that's really a good thing. You're you're ahead of the game then. Now. It's still not too late to plant bulbs as long as you can move that soil, Barb. I did not get all my, I, I got my bulbs before you did, and I still don't have them all in. So I need to plant more. And I know just because it snowed, the ground is not frozen yet, but you don't want to work it up when it's really wet either, though, because then no. it turns into those those hard clods that, that is not good for anything. So I'm going to, you know, wait till it gets a little dried out and it might be a little cold but you can still plant tulip bulbs go to your store i mean a lot of times they'll have them on sale now right i think i've said this before the last time i remember the latest time i ever planted tulips was uh december 7th one year right and that was just because the soil it wasn't snowed on it was still right malleable and so yeah 
And, and you know, one year, uh, I know I've said this before on the air, but I think it's kind of remarkable. Because we had an early snow, and, and I bought a bunch of bulbs on sale, we shoveled off the snow, and the soil was just as soft as could be, and we put the bulbs in. Now, here's something that I learned from uh, the information I got with my bulbs from Holland. They said, if you're in an area where you have heavy soil, soil which we do, which, well, of course, we do, it said... Dig your hole two inches deeper than you normally would. So if you normally plant at eight inch depth, then go to ten inch depth, and and combine some rocks in there so that they will drain well oh. with the soil. You know, I <laughs> did what I did was I mine was kind of compacted too. I loosened it more, but I didn't put rocks. I just put some peat in there. But rocks it, would probably be a good thing too. But because I thought, well, I'll dig it a little deeper because I know it'd be tough for the roots to penetrate there. But that's a great idea. Some is and and I would. Wouldn't put in like crushed rock, like limestone or something like that, but I would just use regular rock. Or here's what you can also do. Uh, David bought me a 40-pound bag of oyster shells that had been cracked. So oyster shells are like tiny, teeny, small pebbles. Is that similar to perlite? No, um, no, this, this is this this is a natural. Oh, it'd be like a bone meal thing. Oh, it, it's calcium. Yeah, so calcium is what you're going for here, and they feed this to chickens uh-huh. so that they have strong shells on the eggs, and uh, it comes from the oysters, so it's a renewable product. I like that better than using sphagnum, which is not a renewable mm-hmm. project uh, product. And so, I what I did was I, you know, I made these wire cages. Which my husband, for the because first, the squirrels, gosh darn it, aren't going to get your stuff again. Right, right. <laughs> and he said, you know, um, I, and I sunk these up down about ten inches, and I took the bottom row and I cut and I folded that under. And he said, I think that things are still going to be able to get in there, mm. especially if it's a bowl. So then I had some old onion sacks. Now you know when you come from the era that I lived in, you, you always look for things. things, and you save things, mm-hmm. and you're going to use it. And I took those onion sacks, and I sunk them into this wire frame that I had made, and then I just turned a wire over on top mm-hmm. and on the bottom to keep it in place. So <clears throat> undoubtedly, this mesh, this plastic mesh that, that the onion sack was, will break down. But I think it's okay. And so then I did another thing. I took... Um, for some of the cages that I had made, these wire baskets, I put small rocks alongside of them. Ah. So I made the hole a couple nice. inches wider and then put them in there. And then on another one, I put the eggshells in there, or the um, oyster, oyster shells. shells. Right. So is this going to be a little pilot test <clears throat> plot or something yes. almost? So next year, everything should be okay, but it's going to be the following year. Yeah. And then um, I took all the uh, uh, steaks that Dave had made for me, and I color-coded them, and I <laughs> brought it with me, Karen. I want to show you how efficient I am this year. All right, she's got a notebook for her garden journal, and everything's yes. drawn in there, so she knows which one yeah. is which, and that way in a couple yes. years, you, you would have forgot, probably, had you not had this written Exactly, down. and I noted by each uh, type of uh, uh, each type of uh, bulb that I had, um, what the name of the color coding was. So I, I, I put the name mm-hmm. by the color coded stake. Now here's some things that I got. I got Charming Beauty Orange. I love orange. I, I do too. Is it bright orange? 
See, you don't get a picture. You just oh, get a description. And I got a double Shirley. Now, I've had Shirley before, but I've never had the double. This is white with a purple fringe. So I'm anxious to see what that. that. Charming what kind of orange? Um, charming Beauty. Beauty. I'm gonna, yeah. Yes. And I have three oranges. I also had Sun Lover orange with yellow. Ooh. Doesn't that sound great? And then Chinatown pink... <sighs> And green. I just googled the charming beauty. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Oh, I have to. I have to save that for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then <clears throat> I also have another orange. This is sensual touch, orange with yellow. So we have, oops, orange with yellow. I that's wrong. Orange with white. And then last of all, I have some narcissus, which I have bridal crown, which is white and yellow combination. Now those you grow inside. Correct? No. Oh, you grow your narcissus also? Yes. Aren't those the ones that, like, that you can grow inside to enforce a lot of times? Or am I thinking something different? Uh, the narcissus. I always thought that those are ones you could grow and force. To yeah, grow. I think you can. Yeah, that's what yeah, I always thought. That's, I guess that's the only strong. way I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Right. So, uh, so that's my combination of things. Uh, they're all just really... Uh, Good, healthy, wonderful-looking bulbs. Were but they good size? Because they always say they should have at least at least a twelve centimeter. Otherwise, if you yeah. don't get the big bulb, they don't have the energy stored to produce a good flower. Yes, and yes. so yeah, you can get a lot of cheap ones. But if they're too small, then you're just wasting your money. Yep, yep. Eleven to twelve uh, centimeters capacity for each one. Okay. So in size, yes. I so I'm excited about that. And then the next important thing was to water them all. So, and now I've got pine boughs that I'm going to put on top of oh. where they are so that I think that'll keep the squirrels out. But <clears throat> one of the things I did in prep for this was when I was entering emptying pots that I had planted things on mm -hmm. in outside, I took the wheelbarrow. And, you know, it's great big kind of like farm-type wheelbarrow. It is really, really big. And I emptied all the pots in there, and I thought, now I'm going to put all this in the sunshine because it was still warm when I was doing this and let this dry out, and it'll be nice, and then I'm just going to add it to these tulips. Well, when I brought it out and started digging in it, I had it back in the in the trees. It had walnuts in it. Oh my goodness! The squirrels had found this place, and they had, <laughs> little hiding spot. And they and the black walnuts, and there they were. And I thought, isn't it amazing? How do they? I mean, they have to get up on this wheelbarrow. They have to. Well, they, how did would they remember that they had walnuts there? It's just it's just blows my mind. So, <clears throat> just a fun thing to do, and it's going to be even more fun next spring when we start seeing the color and then I'll find out if color combinations are kind of hard when you sort of forget what else you've got going in there. <laughs> that's why you need to take pictures and look back. Yes, that that's true. So then that's happy news. On the sad side, I read in the paper this morning that the monarchs in Canada have delayed their flight and as a result because they are the extra generation of monarchs that were born because the weather was so warm. Right. We have this, you know, we have this global warming where we're, this, uh, things are warmer than normal. We have all these other things going on. And now 
because uh, the, the, the high winds, they're not going to make it to Mexico. In fact, on the front of today's Free Press, there's an article that says, Monarch butterflies staying too long. Thousands may not make it to winter grounds. And do you know on the Master Gardener listserv that, you know, people share ideas and questions that they have about gardening, there were people with pictures showing that they're some of their spring blooming things have bloomed again. Yes. Like their forsythia. Uh, yes. They had a crab apple. And I mean, that's just unheard of. And so the question was, well, then will it bloom in the spring? Well, probably not. It probably won't have enough um, energy left, I would think, if it since it bloomed again this fall. But yeah, I mean, it is very unusually warm yes. to make that happen. Exactly. So, you know, I was excited about the butterflies when they were talking about this extra generation, this fourth generation of butterflies. And then I find out, no, this wasn't such a good thing. Nature kind of tricked them there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, do everything you can and appreciate the butterflies. And next year, plant things where, where they'll have food. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I've always been planning things for the pollinators and Every year I keep getting more and more. And that's just something that, you know, once I knew about the concerns of the bees and the butterflies, I just automatically have just purposely bought things that will attract them and that they need. <coughs> well, so. you know, uh, we have to understand, too, the, um, the physiology of the butterfly because they have some of these human things. Like when it gets to be 50 degrees, um, their muscles don't work as well as they would normally. So that's another reason why they can't fly. So, you know, um, we hope they don't come too early and we hope they don't stay too late and we just need to appreciate them while they're here. So, and that goes for all of our pollinators. We need to really appreciate them just like we would any other creature. As a matter of fact, having respect for the natural world is so important. This morning I looked outside and my dear neighbor, Mrs. J, who's 84 years old, and it happened to be when the, when the snow was coming down, she's in the middle of the street. <laughs> Someone hit a possum. Oh, my goodness. The possum was cr crossing the road, and she went out to examine the remains, and it was dead. And so she very respectfully removed it from the street. You know, maybe she's like on the Beverly Hillbillies. You might be offered some possum stew like Granny always made. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I went outside and I hollered to her, and she came over and she explained, and she says, why do things always have to happen in front of my house? Oh, well, I always said, that's because you're always looking out your front window. Exactly. You know what's going on in front of your house. Oh. But but it's such a respectful thing. If you see something on the street, don't let it just get run over. And if you can remove it, by all means, remove it. You know, do so carefully. Put on gloves, use a shovel, but but remove it. You know. Well, I don't know if they, do they have city people that do that? I, I'm not really sure because it seems to me there's probably somebody like, like must remove them on county roads or something because sometimes you see deer or things. I, I'm not sure. When it gets that big, but I think possums, maybe, maybe not, not so much. Yeah. You know yeah. the one that always makes me sad if I see a cat, then I'll do something because it's like somebody's pet. That breaks my heart. Uh, yeah, but all of those things. Oh, yeah. So do that. Here's something else I read about last week that I thought was, was pretty interesting. Um, I was reading about, you know how we aerate our lawn because we need mm -hmm. oxygen for the roots of the plants? Well, our house plants need air as well. And after you've had a plant in the same container for a length of time, it's important that you get a pair of chopsticks and start aerating every 
time you water. So you're talking your house plants. Your house plants. You know, I exactly. have not done that. And I and some either. of them start getting kind of yeah, funky. Yeah, exactly. Or they get the kind of that salty buildup from the the water. So right. okay, so you stick the chopsticks, and then what do you do? And you just poke down, just so that they get some air, and then you can, you know, you're just breaking up the soil. Okay. So that the oxygen's getting down there, so that the water is draining better. All of those things. Because sometimes you do notice after a plants, they get kind of root bound in there, then the water just sort of goes down the sides and nothing gets to the middle. And that's, of course, they need that. And so yeah, then yeah. they die or get sickly. So do that. And then while you're doing that, um, uh, I noticed one day it was very sunny. And as the sun came through my bay window, I could see cobwebs. Uh-oh. And um, I just you know, got busy and cleaned them up. But when you when you're a gardener, you're outside every opportunity you have and so you don't sit and watch the sun come through the window and look for <laughs> cobwebs. Right, because you're outside looking in probably. Yes, exactly. And and so take care of that too as well. Well I wanted to say mowing your lawn, it's you know, even though we've got snow, your lawn is still gonna grow because we're still gonna get some warmer days. So make sure to continue Mowing your lawn right. as long as it's growing and never cut off more than a third at a time or that can be very harmful. But the last time you think you're going to have to cut it, cut it shorter. Right. And that's always a good thing because some people scalp their lawns thinking they won't have to cut it as much during the summer. And that's not good because what you do is you allow more weeds to grow and it's not healthy for the lawn. So, But the last uh, one of the season, maybe cut it a little shorter. Yes. And, and keep uh, uh, raking up or uh, gathering those leaves. Keep them off your lawn as well. Oh, speaking of, uh, la- not this, uh, I think it was the last last weekend, um, I on the new grass that I had planted, the leaves were about eight inches thick. Oh, my. So I, I have that blower that also sucks up the, the leaves. So I sucked up the leaves, and it shreds them. So I have bags and bags of shredded leaves that now I'm going to let kind of turn into leaf mold, and then I'm going to use that as mulch. Yes, and that's such a good thing. And do you know that uh, leaves have a ratio of 40 to 1 carbon to nitrogen? So in, in your compost pile, in your garden, the plants need carbon. So gather them up. And if you can't use them right now, if you can put them in a pile or if you can put them in plastic bags. And you know, some of these bags that you get now, these leaf bags, they're big and they're sturdy and they're wonderful. You can drive oh, them around. They, and they are. Go, yeah, right. So we've got them piling up by our fence too. And I just look at that and I think, yes, that's just for me. Do you know, I found a, a garbage bag that I must have forgotten. It was kind of under the deck and kind of forgotten. And so it had, it had leaf leaf shredded leaves in it for oh maybe three years I opened that up and it was pure gold soil it just yeah, broken down yeah. it was just so beautiful I thought wow if I, you know I should maybe do this with all my bags and just leave them yes you know another thing if you brought vegetables home from your garden it's they, they say it's always best not to wash them so so check your just, vegetables. just rub the dirt off yes very gently and it's even better if the soil's dry and they just come out with any dirt on them. But <clears throat> and I was checking carrots and potatoes, and some of my my carrots did not look good. Now I don't know what the problem was with that. I had them out in the garage. Normally that's not a problem. So um, I already had to sort through those. Oh. You don't want to have anything that's getting soft because <laughs> the next thing you know, it's everything is. Yeah, I yeah. did that with a. <laughs> I had a bowl of tomatoes that I was going to 
do something with. And so I had them all in this big bowl and kind of sat there for a while, kind of sat there. And the next thing I know, it was it had turned to water because everything had just broken down. I must have had a bad one. And I thought, oh, I just wasted this whole giant bowl. My bad. Now, I got <laughs> leaks that I pulled up, but I'm not sure. Should I just hang them or what should I do with those? No, don't. They actually could use some refrigeration. You could. Oh, should cut, I stick them in the fridge? Yeah. Cut cut off that. that the green, top. long green part? Yeah, but leave the white part where the right, white part starts on the root. Right. And right. then. and uh, What about all those little hairs <clears> on the bottom? Nope. Leave those on. Leave those on. So squish them in water. Those you would squish okay. to get. And then when you are going to prepare them, then cut off that bottom part. And you slit them down the middle and you go like this, like you'd be opening Splitting a book. Them. Mm-hmm. And and then um, the soil that's up in there will wash out. Well, so <clears throat> how long will they last? Because I've never done leeks before. They will last in your refrigerator until at least Thanksgiving. That's as oh, long really? as I've had them. Okay. Because um, um, when we were going to Missouri, I'd always take them to my sister-in-law's and uh, make uh, some delicious food for her with those. Okay. So, and last year we took some to Georgia with us. And uh, they are, a leek is a wonderful thing. It's not as strong as an onion. It's just, it's just very, very good. And leek soup is just wonderful. And I like leeks and potatoes together in a soup. I should try and make that. I haven't done that. And I haven't dug my potatoes yet, so I've still got to do that. Ooh, is it getting too out. late? I, I wouldn't waste a, okay. an hour <laughs> doing that. Absolutely. Really? And, and when I opened up the towers where my potatoes were, you know, I had this really nice surprise. Now, this is at the garden up at Good Council. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when we plant in these raised beds, we always put in soil that comes out of the compost pile. So it's along beautiful with soil. Some amendments. It had lovely earthworms in there. Oh, my goodness. I gently picked them out and put them into my other garden or into the alongside where the where the raised bed was and then I put soil over them and I said oh go do your work I thought you were going to say you gave them to Dave and sent him fishing. Oh, no, you can't waste them on fishing. <laughs> yeah, they got to do their work. I'm waiting for them to make more fertilizer for me. Oh, my goodness. Say, we should mention it is pledge drive time. And yeah, I know that you are a supporter of KMSU Radio. Not only do you volunteer here, but you contribute financially. And it is a really important thing to contribute because we are listener supported. Yes, I, I, I just love that. I love the idea that... We have an opportunity to bring programming and ideas to people that they might not hear on public radio. Or that is commercial radio. Yeah, a commercial radio. Yes. Yes. And and so um, uninterrupted, no commercials. Uh, we have so many great programs that are that come into this area and expose us to so many things. And we hear about wonderful things like like George calling in and, and offering to give away his squash to people so they wouldn't freeze. That, that, that's so and, great. And that's one of the things we do is we do a lot of community service. We provide a lot of airtime for nonprofits and others that, you know, maybe wouldn't have the ability to get the word out. And so that's something we have done a lot over the years and I mean even just bringing we bring things from the master gardeners here in this show of course I I love talking about that too and I know people have loved Al Bat who's been doing this for over 30 years and you've been doing it for more like close to 35 I think around 35 (laughs) years I mean time goes so so fast you just really don't remember anymore but it's um it's so great and I think that we've had an impact on people starting to garden and taking a look at how they treat their lawns uh, 
taking a look at sustainability, taking a look at the water for the future generations, it's really an important job. It really is. And everybody can do their part. You have to speak out. If if you don't feel comfortable doing that, why not support people who will speak out and, and contribute to the station that way? That's right. And so, you know, if you were open to giving us a little of your support. We'd love to hear from you on the phone. And I know you've been volunteering for a while, too, and you'll answer those phones. The number is 507-389-5678. That's 